I say that you're a terrible reporter. That's what I say. Have a nice dinner. Relax. 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 Now we can really say lucky 13. Lucky 13. It's finally yes, yes, yes. warranted again. <laughs> Frosting that out of the cabinet once again. Yeah. Well, we have quite an episode ahead here. Yesterday was Independence Day, 4th of July, and there was some bombshell news that dropped. Mm-hmm. Um, not an alien attack, surprisingly. Not an alien attack, quite yet. Quite yet. Um, so we're going to pick that up here in a second. Um, before we do, we just want to kind of touch on a couple news updates, and then we'll move on to the the big fireworks. The main yesterday. event, yeah. The main <laughs> event, yes. So what's so, been happening? What's been happening? So I think you mentioned, my co-host mentioned, um, for the news updates last time, that cases were rising in a number of states. Um, Essentially what's happened since then is that several states have reversed course. So many have, like, paused their phase rollouts, but most notably, like, Texas has closed down bars once again, something that the governor there said that they would not do. Um, and then also beaches in Florida have closed once again. Um, so, yeah, I mean, my co-host and I were joking that, I mean, joking is one word to use, but just the chart of, like, countries in Europe, such as, like, Italy and the UK, and then with the U.S. line there transposed, it looks like a roller coaster, like a bell curve, like up, 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 and it's going down, down, other oh, curves flattening, nope, just kidding, and we're going back up again. Oof, so much for flattening that curve, huh? Mm, that curve did not get flattened. No, it got filler, got fat injections, it went, keeps going down, it gets more injections, goes up higher. <laughs> Got so much filler, there's nowhere for the light to bounce, so it just shot back <laughs> up there once again. What can we say, folks? It's not like we haven't been predicting this. Right, yeah. I mean, we've bungled testing, we've bungled every aspect of this shit show. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, essentially uh, what's been going down on the COVID front. Um, I believe the most recent count I saw is that cases are rising, I think, in 38 states mm. now. Yeah, they're rising where I am, and they previously were stabilized. And, I mean, things are still kind of, like, reopened here, so it's as usual. It's weird. It's like two worlds going on parallel to each other, some people acting like the virus is over, or the numbers are trash. In fact, the CDC said that they've been including the common cold in their 
that could be a reason for the spike. So some people don't buy it anymore, but then you have other people who are still cautious. Plus our worlds like inevitably change, like in stores, you still have to wear masks and stuff like that. But in your state too, it's the same. Yeah, so like there's like a statewide order that you must wear masks um, in, indoors anywhere. Um, and so I think there's a number of other states that are requiring that, like a statewide kind of mandate. Um, but yeah, my state, Oregon, is moving forward with the phased rollout, um, it seems, in many counties. So yeah, um, and, uh, another item that kind of came up was that it appears that it is spreading more rapidly, like the, the way in which it's mutated. However, although it's spreading more rapidly, the severity is not quite as high as it was previously. So, you know, to your point, it's like, I just feel like because of all the fits and starts, because of all the bungling of operations and testing and everything and impossible ulterior motives for fumbling uh, it right Uh, yeah and intentional misdeeds it's like and also just pent up um, energy social and sexual energy I just feel like it's a a full blown dumpster fire Mm -hmm. at this point like no one knows what to believe and increasingly I hear from different people that are just like insert shruggy emoji here like I <laughs> um, not that it's not serious it is still very serious but it's almost like the malaise the fatigue and the confusion have compounded to just be like well I must move forward with my life now kind of thing mm-hmm. we don't know what to believe anymore for sure and that's been the case for a while but like is it really true that other countries where they're seeing a second wave places like Italy are they really being more compliant and is it just us being unruly I honestly don't know the answer to that question but I do know everyone does say here the wear a a mask thing is like highly politicized more way more so than in other countries where they see it as like a public health initiative and here it's like an infringement upon freedom and personal rights to some right for sure yeah so that um and then of course that met with um of course the movement toward police reform black lives matter racial justice racial equality that's been i mean brewing for quite some time but obviously since may 25th uh the death of george floyd um, those two in tandem definitely made for a muted 4th of July, many fireworks. I think I, the fair saw was like 80% of like, uh, like county, city, like state firework displays were canceled, like 80%. There certainly were plenty of fireworks, uh, from like citizens and other things going down, but it was, I would say yeah. overall, certainly a muted holiday. I saw pictures of, um, a lot of cities where there was, or videos rather, of, unheard of firework explosion after explosion in like residential areas so and same here same for both of us I mean that's definitely across the country 
But yeah, more so than ever before, I'm like, how did people actually get their hands on this many <laughs> fireworks and the kind that they're shooting off is not cheap. So it's wild. But also, last time, weren't you mentioning that, and I thought this was happening on the 4th, but apparently it happened on the 3rd, Trump's little Mount Rushmore stunt? Yes. Yes. I think he had a crowd of like seven or 8,000 at uh, Mount Rushmore for a speech that was basically just like, you know, 2016 was like, xenophobic the enemy is outside right trying to get in and essentially his third of july speech was like the call is coming in from inside the house like the enemy is within <laughs> meaning specifically the rise of the fascist left mm. is what the phrase he used to a crowd of eight thousand that were not wearing masks not socially distanced and with a flyover fireworks display over four old dead white guys who were Almost all slave owners. Yeah. Oh, yeah, classic. And there was like a clash between Native Americans because Mount Rushmore is a sacred site for them. And like you mentioned, these are like slave owners carved into the face of this sacred site, which also I saw a picture that gave me a perspective I never had before, which was like a zoomed out picture of Mount Rushmore and the carved heads were just such a small portion of this monumental rock formation. I saw that zoomed out image and it was really sad looking. I had never seen the like mountain itself and it's like pretty pathetic. I think someone in the Washington Post called it like the ultimate like kitsch moment like, or like kitsch backdrop for, for Trump. Mm-hmm. Um, sad little Mount Rushmore. Yeah, in the, the grand scheme of things. Land, yeah. yeah. And in nature, like, somewhat insignificant in the end. Right, absolutely. But left its mark, for sure. And, yeah, I thought he was going to come in guns blazing, like, full Putin style, like, rocking up on a horse with no shirt on. <laughs> Yeah, very North Korea, very Russia, shooting pics for a calendar, obviously. Right, yeah, he was Mr. July here, commander-in-chief. <laughs> and I didn't listen to his speech, but I mean, I heard it was just more, like you said, divisiveness and making the other, which again used to be like Mexicans who were rapists, so and like building the wall was his call to action. But now, like you said, it's it's the division between the people, so the people, the masses, fight each other while the masters and controllers laugh and, like, play their shenanigans out just the way they want. Classic infighting move. And what's so weird about, as he's still, like, fumbling and trying to figure out his, like, re-election message, which he still doesn't have one, one, like platform, if you could even call it that, it sounds like he's stumbling down on, is like literally focusing on like statues and monuments. <laughs> so when he flew back from South Dakota, South Dakota, North Dakota, who the fuck is? South Dakota, um, may have. South Dakota, okay. Didn't know that. Um, <laughs> when he flew back from South Dakota to D.C. for like the actual 4th of July 
other bullshit that he was doing in DC. Um, he gave another speech, and it just it it's appears it sounds like he's like trying to like galvanize his base by specifically focusing on like the statues that are being taken down, the monuments specifically. So like he's running on statues and monuments, which is just like laughable as fuck. Amazing platform. Clearly our highest concern. Top priority. Truly. What could be more important than centuries old uh, dead white men who did atrocious things? (laughs) Right? (laughs) Enter a new candidate. (laughs) Unless, wait, is that like all notable things for this week, I guess? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, but, yeah, okay. Keeping your drum roll going. So speaking <laughs> of the election, yesterday, uh, it was late afternoon my time, evening my co-host time, and we were texting each other because there was something attracting on a Twitter. Would you like to drop what that was? Oof. Okay, just when... You didn't see it coming like a dark horse out of nowhere, fast as lightning. Kanye West took to Twitter to announce that he's running for president. Just when you thought that 2020 didn't have any bizarre new tricks up its sleeve, we slipped into the second half of this year, and you thought we'd go and skate maybe for at least a week. You were wrong, folks. You were dead wrong. So, as my coach is saying, um, this went like super fucking viral. Basically, broke Twitter. And the ultimate point that I got when reading it is that yes, of course, we know Kanye is known do a publicity stunt or seven especially leading up to an album drop which he has coming soon um but this rings a little bit more true to me like as in I don't think that this is just a black and white stunt right so word on the street is that it's not like super official yet like in the books I guess it's in the works but Kim Kardashian (laughs) reposted it so if they're actually on the same page and if she's reposting it then you're right I don't think it's just another one of his um, erratic tweets because she didn't like repost or support any of those and unless she's scrambling to put on a united front we don't know but if she really was against it, she would probably make up an excuse that it was about, like, his mental health and don't listen to him. But she did endorse it. So, like you said, it, it leads us to believe there's weight to it. And he has alluded to this before, and there's been many clues. But, yeah, first before, I want to give, like, do two deep dives on Kanye, kind of, like give a little background to this and then also got to add in like a crazy ass conspiracy about him of course but before that yeah just like wow what are your what were your first thoughts when you heard this like where do you stand on Kanye because like especially right now in 2020 he's super polarizing he was my problematic fave for a long time as you know but 
I couldn't really stand behind certain things he's done in the past few years, but um, what did you think? You know, I, much of my, like, early thoughts on Kanye were formed by you, uh, for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, my, my gut reaction was just, like, knowing his shenanigans as, like, a, basically, I will say, master at garnering attention. I'll call it that. Um, I know people are quick to, like, deride him. But there is a, and just like similar to Trump, there is a foundational skill set there that is actually a savvy, a, call it call it what you will, but it is a, a savvy, a media savvy that um, shouldn't be underestimated. When I first got the news from you, basically, and I saw the post, I was like, fuck, like this is actually low-key genius. <laughs> um, in the sense that it's like, what's the next natural uh, sort of development after, you know, 2016, we have our first, like, reality television show, president, right? Like, what's next? And it's like the door has been blown off its hinges just with regard to who might imagine themselves to be president. And, you know, when I first saw it, I was like, damn, like, there is a viable path in which this announcement and whatever steps or, or lack of steps he takes forward, that could definitely have a material impact on the outcome of the election to Trump's favor, for sure. Yeah, and there's some theories about how it would favor Trump that I would get into later. But first, let's break it all down and give a little background. I will I will say though before that just where I stand now. Yeah, I loved Kanye in the days of like go on TV um after Hurricane Katrina and say George Bush doesn't care about black people. <laughs> I love that Kanye because to me that was like real, that was down with the people. Then after a while, you know, his ego really seemed out of control. He, he's always had a big ego, but it definitely got even worse. And particularly over the past few years, him aligning with Trump has really made a lot of old fans turn on him. Of course, you're still going to have his stands, which are, the, you know, the ride or die fans, and they're always going to be with him. And, you know, I do love him in a lot of ways, and I think that his delivery is so off, but sometimes I can see the messages he's trying to convey. And yeah, we'll get to that. So let's break it down. First, maybe back up to a little background. As we've talked about in a previous episode, kind of like a conspiracy 101, everyone knows the story about signing your soul to the devil, like making that deal for fame and that specifically is like pervasive through the music industry and like I've seen clips of I don't know over like 50 different celebrities saying in various interviews in one way or the other that they like sold their soul to the devil I think I mentioned also before from like Bob Dylan to Katy Perry and even Kanye was one of those people 
And I think I also mentioned that on a, another episode because I probably find a way to, like, weave him in. <laughs> Sure. When it's unnecessary. But yeah, so he he said he sold his soul to the devil and it was a crappy deal. And there's some theory called the $20 million club. And that's like, you might make a million, two million, three million, ten million. But that doesn't mean you're necessarily in the Illuminati or part of the ruling elite's lower level but part of it so you could still be like a normal person but once you reach 20 million dollar mark I heard that's when you have a choice basically like join the Illuminati get richer or disappear or possibly worse and like you can't really go past this ceiling of 20 million dollars so, I don't know when in his career he signed his deal, um, metaphorical or not, with the devil. Mind you, early in his career he made a, a really good beat for one of Jay-Z's songs called Lucifer. Remember that song? Classic. But yeah, so maybe if that theory is true, some say it is, and... They say that the proof is what happened with his mom, uh, Dr. Donja West. And some say if you want to join the $20 million club, you like you have to sacrifice something. And a lot of celebrities uh, allegedly... Let me also mention, all of this is alleged and everything we say is always alleged. So we don't get sued. But, you know, they say, like, all these celebrities from, like, Jennifer Hudson to Eric Clapton, like, all these different celebrities have sacrificed a member of their family or multiple to advance their career in some way. Now, I know Kanye always loved his mother, so I don't want to say he, like, willingly knew that this was the bargain. But, you know, I think if you do sign... Um, your soul away so to speak whatever that means I think that the deal you make you don't always know like what it's gonna be you just know maybe you're gonna have to pay pay it back in some way and at the time if you're broke or if you like you're really trying to come up you're really trying to make it you know you might just go ahead and sign that as many did or you might just take not take it seriously or be like whatever the consequences like I'll break them like they won't apply to me so I don't know maybe he was thinking that but some say that you know when his mom died during a like lipo uh, surgery they say that that was the sacrifice and you know he continued to be super successful and I mean now supposedly he's a billionaire he just recently got into like an argument with Forbes about that and I don't know if you saw that but like he they did an interview with him in from his like compound in Wyoming right (laughs) Uh, so insane But yeah, so he now is supposedly a billionaire, and he really went off the rails way more starting after she died, and we all remember, like, his little incident at the VMAs in 2009 with Taylor Swift, you know, when he stormed the stage and took the mic away from her, so... 
the, I mean, some also say that's another ritual to get into the $20 million club, like, to ruin your reputation or an embarrassment, um, public embarrassment might also be, like, a requirement of that club. And someone who may be a puppet tier string puller in that industry in getting mentoring or I don't know how you would say it like getting these celebs like into initiated into the 20 million dollar club or essentially part of the Illuminati is um, Kanye's connection to this guy Lior Cohen so he supposedly is an Illuminati Uh, he's been like a music industry executive uh, for over 30 years like specifically in hip-hop and um, he's from Israel and he was heavily involved in Warner Music, Def Jam, Atlantic Records and way way more. I remember Kanye name dropped him in a song so that's what made me think about it and I also remember an interview I saw with Dame Dash who owned Rockefeller Records with Jay-Z, and he said that it was actually Lior who broke up Rockefeller and not this, like, beef with Jay-Z. So there might be something with that, but then let's fast forward to what happened in November of 2016. Remember, a lot of interesting things happened then. Um, but do you remember Kanye's little stage meltdown? Yes, holy shit. Yeah, so he showed up late to his own concert at the Forum in L.A., went on this wild rant, and then eventually stormed off stage, leaving concert goers without a show and very pissed. So he said a lot of interesting things, should probably YouTube that if you want to watch, but, you know, the highlights or the most interesting things he said, some of them were like, he said, Google lied to you, talking to everybody, Facebook lied to you, radio lied to you, and just saying, like, things aren't what they seem, especially talking about, like, on the radio, they ha- they get paid to play the same stuff over and over again, and you don't hear other good artists like Frank Ocean or Kid Cudi. But then at other points in his rant, he's he's like, yeah, I'm on my Trump shit tonight. <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to take his lead. I'm going to be yay and just win. And he's like, we can love each other, but the rules got to be fair, which I like that part. And he sa- also said another interesting part was that an elusive part was that Obama had to be perfect to win and he couldn't like spaz out the way Kanye was doing right now or right then at the concert and then he said but perfect doesn't always change shit bro and I do agree with that and he also just you know he so here he called out the elites and he also called out Jay-Z like Some people say he was, like, outing him as Illuminati. I mean, you know, people have rumored this about him and Beyonce for years. They even poke fun of it sometimes. But he was just saying, like, Jay-Z, we gotta talk, blah, blah, blah. I know you got killers. Don't send them on my head. So that was his meltdown. What did you think of him at that time? 
You know, it's like I remember that. I, I remember also being in such a blur, though. Um, but there was, like, definitely this feeling that, like, the election result in 2016 opened up this Pandora's box of just egomaniacal, just purely, like, American fucking bullshit. And so I remember seeing the meltdown and just, like, you know, this is part for the course of, like, where we're headed. Not that, like, Kanye wasn't like that before, but, like, it just felt like, okay, <laughs> here comes the Trumpy march, and, like, here's Trumpism unleashed, right? Um, and he's a kind of, I didn't at the time connect them necessarily, but looking back, it definitely felt like, okay, like, here we fucking go. <laughs> yeah, buckle, and it's going to be a bumpy ride. And it was for Kanye, too, because... The next day after that stunt, his trainer had to call 911 because he was acting erratic and he was hospitalized at the Ronald Reagan UCLA Medical Center, which is famous for its MKUltra um, experiments, involvements with it, and that is not a conspiracy, like, you can look that up, because as late as 1989, some MK Ultra CIA, um, in, in collaboration with the National, um, what is it, the NINH or something, whatever I think Fauci is a part of, too, it was that in collaboration with the CIA, and again, they're doing stuff with that up as late as 1989 and probably didn't stop because why would they probably just went secret with it um and you know this is a lot of celebrities have gone there for reprogramming some would say and that when they leave like a telltale sign of reprogramming is like blonde hair and he had bleached blonde hair and when we talk about MK Ultra, like I've said before, that can be like a whole episode in itself and like it goes so deep. Um, but that's, you know, monarch mind based control and basically where they put you through so much trauma that you either die or if you survive, like your personality gets split. Um, and he does have some alter egos like Yeezus, I guess, for example. Um, and then they can re through like suggestive words or things like that. They can get your alter your alter ego to surface when they need it to. Yeah, we really should go into MK Ultra sometime. That's so interesting. But yeah, so that's what happened. He got out of the hospital, and I think soon after. He met with then-president-elect Trump, and even Trump was like, what the fuck? I could tell by Trump's face, like, he was flattered because he'll take any compliments, we all know that, like, and so he'll also be kind of, like, fond of the people kissing his ass. So he welcomed Kanye, and Kanye was saying, like, he loved wearing the MAGA hat and make him feel like a superhero, and, like, Trump showed him anything was possible, and, like, they're dragon brothers, and, you know, no one can tell him what to do, can't tell him to be a Democrat because he's black, and in some ways, like, and again, it's almost like where that Bernie and Trump sentiment blurs is, like, I believe he was trying to say, like, 
good for disrupting the status quo and that, like, there's so many negative things at hand. But this is where the Trump conspiracy comes into because people say he went to Trump and that, you know, Trump is protecting him and they're, like, in on this together and that he, like, knew Kanye was going to do this stunt or, like, is glad he's doing this stunt because Kanye promised to pardon 45 um, after the, he leaves office so he doesn't go to jail. So this actually seems like a good out for Trump. This is one crazy theory I heard. But that is just a wild theory. But the fact is he did meet with Trump on that day. And, yeah, Trump's face was so, so, so funny. <laughs> You don't often get to see 45, like, his face, like, perplexed or, or just kind of, like, thrown off, right? Because he's usually the one doing the throwing off, like, do, you know, being the clown. And, yeah, I think in that moment, like, the photos show, there's fucking proof, like, as you're saying, that, like, Kanye, like, out, out Trump. That's Trump. just what I was thinking, holy shit. <laughs> now you know it must be true, you literally read my mind. He oh, out Trumped. Shit. Motherfucking Trump. So you know who's to win now? Only someone who could out-Trump Trump. Trump. (laughs) And, um, yeah, so like you said, last night he announced he's running for president, and there's some foreshadowing of that I want to mention in two of his songs that I just noticed. And also foreshadowing, because last November at a Fast Company Innovation Festival, he was giving a talk or being interviewed on stage and he said something blah 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 like when I run for president in 2024 and the audience laughed and he was like what are you guys laughing at (laughs) so then he was like again when I run for president in 2024 so you know he's alluded to this right he's dropped hints you know, and again, I thought, yeah, maybe in 2024 he's going to um, run. But, I don't know, he took to the streets of Chicago in the protest recently. Maybe that really moved him to run. I'm not sure. It seems like another super erratic, uh, not well thought out, or, yeah, not well thought out plan on his part. But some more foreshadowing in the songs I saw were one... Uh, one called Facts Off Life of Pablo, when he literally does say, 2020, I'ma run the whole election. <laughs> <laughs> no need to read between the lines there. That's pretty on the nose, holy shit. Yeah, there, there's uh, no conspiracy there. <laughs> and then, you know, in a song so appalled off My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, he said, just he just named Dom. Uh, name drop Donald Trump saying Donald Trump stealing dollars from y'all so he called him out as a crook but yeah and then I've I when he did go out in Chicago I heard rumors or more theories that Kanye was finally like revealed his master plan of like no I was never endorsing Trump like we just, me and Kim had to get on his good side so we could, like, do all this prison reform stuff. And um, now I'm, you know, voicing my truth and blah, blah, blah. But 
yeah, I don't know. So, like I said, I think that this is another pulling pulling this plan out of his ass. And I mean, we all know Trump does that too, but clearly Trump had like a machine behind him, <laughs> Jared Kushner and, and co, getting his campaign uh, off the ground and doing it like the proper amount of time, not just jumping in a um, mere few months from the election. But it's so funny, we were talking about you know, theories of Hillary Clinton jumping in at the last minute. But we didn't see this, huh? Didn't see this coming. Fully admit that. And I have to say, it's been pretty entertaining to, you know, see the... It's not even been... Well, I guess it's been 24 hours now, but just seeing, you know, the chatter on Twitter and seeing what folks have to kind of throw out there for... Uh, you know, speculation. In a lot of it, I see this like wave of brushing this off, treating this as a full on joke, and so on. And I just, I have this sinking feeling in my gut that reminds me of, oh, I don't know, when Trump started running for president. I mean, obviously, it's not a perfect comparison. As you said, he at least started, you know, a full year before the election, which is when you're supposed to get the operation up and running. This is obviously very last minute, right? We have four months to go. Um, And and on that note, another whole uh, section of people have been like, well, you know, he can't really impact it because you already missed a few states reporting deadlines and all this shit. Well, I just want to, like, read out some numbers here just to... um, let folks know why I think that he can actually have a material impact on the election. So just going back to 2016, there were, as we remember, three states that ultimately uh, determined the election's outcome. So Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania. So speaking of, you know, protest votes, call them also third-party candidates, whatever you want to call what Connie's vote would be, a vote for Connie would be, let's call it a protest vote. Uh, For folks who do not think that Biden or Trump is a good option. Uh, In Pennsylvania in 2016, Jill Stein received 49,678 votes. Okay, so just under 50,000 Jill Stein got in Pennsylvania. Trump won by 46,765 votes. So, <laughs> basically, Jill Stein won by 4,000 more. What? Jill Stein received 4,000 votes more than what, the, what Trump won by. As another example, in Wisconsin. Jill Stein received 31,000 votes. Trump won by 22,000 votes in Wisconsin. Okay? So it didn't take much there. And last but not least, in Michigan, Jill Stein, third-party candidate for the Green Party, also deemed a protest vote some could say, some also refer to Ralph Nader's 2,000 votes as protest votes, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, when, deci- you know, deciphering the, the 
Gore v. Bush Supreme Court decision and all that hanging trials in Florida. In Michigan, Jill Stein received 51,463 votes. You may be wondering, okay, well, in Michigan, how much did Trump win by? 10,704. So Jill Stein got 51,000, Trump won by 10,000. So if a fifth of Jill Stein's protest votes had gone to Clinton, Clinton would have won Michigan and mm. clinched. So the reason why I just rattled off all those figures, folks, is this. It does not. It's going to be a close election. Okay? And it doesn't take many votes to change the outcome of a given state. It all it takes is one state to change the outcome of the election. So all these people saying that, oh, well, you know, it's too late to the game and this is all a fucking stunt and he's already missed the reporting deadline in, in several states. Uh, well, listen, if he can get, oh, I don't know, let's use that Michigan figure for uh, Jill Stein, that Delta there, Trump won by 10,000 votes. If Kanye can get 10,000 write-in votes in a state as big as Florida, <laughs> that could have an impact on the election, for sure. Um, so it's just worth remembering that it doesn't take many votes to really fuck up shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but we don't know if he's going to be running Republican, Democrat, or third party. Um, independent, libertarian, whatever. And, I mean, there was an interview where Kim said she thought if he did run someday, which she didn't, at the time, didn't really think he would. I think this was in 2016. She said that, one, that she didn't think he would run because she kept telling him not to because, like, look at what was happening with Melania and they're showing naked pictures of her and, like, they're going to bring up everything from Kim's past and that's definitely going to be rough. But she was just saying, like, actually she didn't think he would run as Republican. She thought he'd run as Democrat. That'd be kind of a curveball, seeing as how he aligned himself with Donald Trump the past few years. And Obama has called him a jackass. Don't forget about that. <laughs> That's right. And, you know, another scenario here is there's already been speculation in the past month, because arguably June 2020 was, like, Trump's worst month, right? His polling numbers are tanking. The His bungling of the pandemic is really starting to um, become much more apparent uh, for, you know, his base or people that voted for him in 2016. So there's been speculation in recent weeks that, you know, the likelihood of him, of Trump, uh, dropping out to avoid an ego blow um, is potentially a possibility. So now with Kanye's announcement, some folks, there has been some chatter uh, what my host was kind of mentioning, just to unpack this a little bit further, there's been some chatter potentially that at the RNC, and I don't even know the RNC's rules around this, but at the RNC, if polling numbers continue to dwindle, and Trump still can't get his message down, that he could, like, coronate Kanye as his, like, successor and to lead in his place, because who knows, maybe Kanye offered to pardon Trump, because as we know... You know, Trump 
needs to stay in office for another four years, not just for his own ego and his family dynasty and yada, 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 and all the special interests, but to avoid prison. There are several investigations. The Southern District of New York is just one example of all of the, you know, investigations into all of his corruption. So, uh, potentially, maybe Pence wasn't able to guarantee that, but Kanye, uh, Kanye Trump had some, like, mad hatter, fucking demented backroom deal of sorts. So, who the fuck knows? I don't... The way this year is going, I think it's worth entertaining all of these because this year ain't nothing but a big-ass curveball, baby. The simulation has a virus and it's going wild. Yeah, and um, maybe when he did go talk to Trump in 2016, maybe they were always planning this. Um, But I forgot to mention that, yeah, after the hospital incident, Kanye did tell his mentor supposedly that like he was having trouble remembering things and it seemed felt like his memory was wiped so that's another mk ultra sign but if he was reprogrammed either the reprogramming didn't work and now he feels stronger like himself than ever i mean i believe it was a few years after this or maybe even not but like a little bit after the hospital thing, you know, remember he, like, went on TMZ and went on this rant where he said the infamous comment about slavery 400 years, slavery is a choice. And that was not well-received, so... I mean, he's, just, he's like, another rich person out of touch because, like, read the room. You know, people... You have to do a lot of damage control to get people on your side at this point. Because so many of your own... People already hated you for being arrogant for whatever. But now people who were your fans despise you. And I don't know if he's aware of that. Maybe he thinks him and Kim's fan base is bigger than Trump. Or I almost forgot who else was running Biden. (laughs) Um, So, sorry to cut you off, but just what, what just happened just now is also another point another impact right for a lot of people this could be their first election that they're Mm -hmm. eligible to vote in biden does not evoke any enthusiasm right they barely drag him out of his bunker in delaware we've talked (laughs) about this right so with kanye's entry who is of course a buzzworthy person people aren't enthusiastic or passionate one way or the other about him right he generates buzz biden is like negative buzz territory Dementia snooze fest, okay? is <laughs> not for people that maybe have never voted before, um, who are like, between Trump and Biden, I'm not passionate about either. It could do one of two things. It could result in a lot of, like, troll votes for Kanye. Just like, why the fuck not? It's already a fucking circus with a couple of clowns. Like, why the fuck not? Ooh, um, nihilists. Or- Right, or because his entry has created, it has really just further illuminated how much of a fucking circus uh, this all is, some, and many people could just be like, well, fuck this, I'm not even participating in the election at all. I'm not going to even cast a vote, because look, Connie's in this too, this was already a fucking nightmare, I'm not even going to cast a ballot. 
Mm, I can see that being a point, too. Plus all of the, like, voter fraud that's going to be going on and, like, voter suppression with um, the mail-in vote like we've been talking about. So that could play a factor, too. But, yeah, it just seems like a spasmodic, out-of-nowhere, like, random thing that Kanye just, like, spewed out. And, of course, moments after, he got Elon Musk's endorsement. Oh, my God. Of all people. He's been known to shitpost Elon Musk, but, Mm -hmm. I mean, Tesla just surpassed Toyota as, like, the most valuable car company on the planet. You would think, with SpaceX and all this shit, that he would at least have the dignity to, like, not engage with Kanye's tweets. I know they're buzz and shit, but, like... What the fuck? Coming out right away to be like, I fully support you. Like, uh... <laughs> Yes, plus then, you know, we saw that picture of uh, Elon Musk with none other than... I thought you were going to say... <laughs> oh, when they were hanging out in Kanye... No, no, him with Jelaine Maxwell. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, 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 yes. <laughs> oh, who also... Oh, my God, I can't believe we didn't even cover this in uh, current events. We forgot two things that actually... So, um, maybe before I jump into this... Uh, qu- I'll do it quick, but before I jump into the crazy Kanye conspiracy... Um, let's just backtrack real quick and address that, and then I want to address one more thing. For sure. So, yeah. So, yeah. What happened? So, essentially, uh, it's been just over a year, um, since Epstein didn't kill himself in Mm -hmm. prison. He was found, allegedly found, although there was no footage of his body being taken out and the autopsy was a total joke so anyway that was just over a year ago and his girlfriend slash like little girl pimp to put it really bluntly uh Zane Maxwell she's been on the lam so she's been on the run many folks speculated like she'd never be seen again she maybe would go to a country that doesn't allow extradition well she got taken down. She was in the fucking woods of New Hampshire, of all places. Um, taken down by the FBI. 20 uh, armed FBI agents arrived early in the morning uh, this past week to uh, take her into custody. So she will be appearing in court soon. And so the elites are shaking in their fucking boots because, uh, yeah, I mean, shit's about to come out, y'all. Yeah, she's about to spill the beans and rat more than Takashi69. <laughs> you best believe, and the dominoes will fall. But then again, it just like this is more fodder for the Q community because for their theories, they're like, well, see, Trump is like serving all these indictments, arresting people, all these pedophiles, right? Like something like that we heard. Yeah, like what was it about the indictments though? Other indictments. I actually never got specific. Oh, I thought you were talking about that with me, but it's like there's supposedly Q people think there's like other sealed oh, indictments, oh, yeah. right? Sorry, I just had a brain fart. Yes, I do know about this. <laughs> so there are um, 65,000 65, sealed indictments, which typically an indictment is only sealed if, you know, there's someone who is influential and prolific and that would cause kind of that have some sort of like um, 
ads in the legal proceedings if it were to become public because a regular ordinary person like wouldn't generate any issues anyway so there are 65,000 sealed indictments that will be um, unsealed in September of this year which is also the month September 9th is when HRC Secretary Nasty um, is testifying she has to go Mm -hmm. to uh, testify about her emails which many know include references, many references, um, related to the Pizzagate conspiracy around, uh, you know, the Podesta emails and, um, essentially this global satanic, uh, cult around child sex trafficking and death rituals and a unicron. So that's not coming in September, mm-hmm. you know, we usually get an October surprise in election year as well. We are going to get a September surprise. I think Every day is a surprise in 2020. <laughs> Yeah, and with those, that's an insane amount of indictments, and that could also connect back to the first story we ever covered or just mentioned because it's developing, which was all those CEOs stepping down. Mm-hmm. Yes. <clears throat> yes, because keep in mind that, yeah, although Josiane Maxwell just got taken into custody, obviously that does been closely monitoring her every move for the past year and building the case because this was in the 90s. So it, it takes a while to build a, like build a case, right? So to your point, all these CEOs caught wind of what was coming down the pike of the FBI ready to pounce and take her into custody. So yeah, I mean, changing of the guard on several key industries, captains of industry. I mean, who, including you know, Bill Gates was also in uh, in that little scene in that little crew. So that's real curious. Yeah, don't forget that people. He did ride on the Lolita Express, and that brings me to the second story, current event we want to cover before our last piece on Kanye, but also, I can't believe we forgot this, that video interview with Bill and Melinda Gates where they were like, and you could, again, this was on air, you could YouTube it, I forgot the program, maybe it was like Good Morning America or something, I don't know, don't quote me on that. But um, they were basically said something to the effect of, like, <laughs> the people will take the second wave a lot more seriously. <laughs> They'll have no choice. And then they laughed, and they're like, ha, ha, ha. And they, like, looked evil and looked they at each other. They like, what? And they know the bad PR they're getting now. I mean, Bill Gates's Instagram is flooded with comments of people trolling him and wanting him tried for his war crimes against humanity. Mm-hmm. And he's pissed. He blamed the, uh, you know, basically the COVID spread at this point on social media. So, he, I mean, he, on, on idiots on social media, basically, is what he said. So, yeah, he, I mean, he has one comment for sure, but he's pretty pissed at all the backlash. I don't think he saw in his arrogance all the, all the people, that, the people that would, like, get onto his trail so quick, yeah. No, because he underestimated that, and he thought he set the stage perfectly with, like, earlier in this year, um, I think in the winter, on Netflix, they had this documentary all about Bill Gates, and of course, is trying to make him into some kind of myth. And yeah, you're right. He's again so out of touch, just like Trump, just like Kanye. Because when you are that rich, you're out of touch. You're surrounded by yes people, 
So he probably thought he was going to be well-received. I mean, he's America's unofficial doctor, right? Mm-hmm. Wearing those expensive-ass pastel sweaters. They're not fooling anybody, Bill. Cashmere, don't come cheap. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't nobody's grandpa, okay? No. But he was super sketch. I mean, like, come on, that, the laugh. I, at first when I saw this clip, it was on Instagram, and yeah, I had to go look to verify it was real. I couldn't I believe it. I was deep it. fake at first, so I was like, there's no way that these two people could be snickering, laughing about people <laughs> taking the second wave seriously. Look it up, folks. It's legit. Fuck deep wave, deep fake rather. That's a whole nother issue that we're. But we should talk about that that later, some other episode, another one. Deep fakes, really big problem that we will continue to come up against as technology advances. But anyway, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was on TV, not a deep fake. But now anything could be a deep fake, so who knows? But yeah. So now we'll go to a really radical conspiracy about Kanye that I definitely don't, like, I haven't been fully sold on yet. I don't know how much weight it it holds, but it's about the weird David Bowie and Kanye connection. <laughs> yeah, so it all starts in 1972, and... That's when Bowie released The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust and The Spiders from Mars. Hence his alter ego, Ziggy Stardust, was born. And this was released five years before Kanye was born. So the first weird connection is, like, on the cover of the album, it's Bowie on a pretty empty London street, and the only legible sign is above Bowie, and it's like this illuminated sign just saying K-West. So people were like, hmm, curious about that. And then the first song on the album is called Five Years. And it's all about, in five years, the world's set to end unless a star man appears on Earth. And lo and behold, five years and two days after the release of that record, Kanye West was born in Chicago in 1977. And um, in a Rolling Stone interview Bowie did in 1974, he said something like cryptic to the effect of as soon as Ziggy dies on stage, the infinites will take his elements and make themselves visible. And believers of this theory took this as a clue when Kanye West was one of the first people to tweet um, after the official announcement of Bowie's death one hour after. And he said that David Bowie was one of his favorite artists and was so fearless and creative and, and just really paying homage. Then people also say, looking back at Bowie's last album, which is a scary dark album I don't know if you've ever seen the music videos no Um, okay it's actually freaky there's lots of weird symbolism in it but Black Star was his last album and the first track is called Black Star 
And so people are, like, taking that literal to mean Kanye, a black star. Kind of fucked up. I don't know if that's racist. Um, it doesn't seem right, though. But, yeah, and the last track is called Lazarus, and Lazarus was killed, and then Jesus brought him up from the dead. He arose, and that's parallels to Kanye when he dropped the album Jesus, and his last song, or a song on that is called I Am a God. And, of course, he also posed looking like Jesus with a crown, bloody crown of thorns on his head for the cover of Rolling Stone. And the final so-called proof of this theory is that he wrote a song with Sia called Reaper that was out a few days before Bowie died. So, yeah, what do you think about this theory? You know, like, five years ago, I this is far-fetched and a little bit of a deep cut, and I don't know. But the more I learn about MK Ultra, and the more I learn about the kind of generational transfer of power uh, among Hollywood elites and the music industry and all this shit, I, I mean, I'm curious about that. I'm, I'm, I'm curious about this. Yeah, was Bowie alluding to the fact that here comes Kanye West to, uh, you know, save us all now from impending doom? <sighs> hey, I'll, I'll tell you this much. If this yesterday's announcement ultimately somehow leads to a Trump defeat, then... Maybe Ziggy Stardust was onto something, and I, I'm into it because I would count that as saving us. <laughs> I really, I really would, and I'll be the first to say, unless someone else already said it. Damn it, I would certainly prefer Kanye as commander in chief to Trump. Yeah, I would too, but at the same time, I, I also, I think, unfortunately, in a lot of ways, they're the same in that. You know, like a few times in this show, I've said the word erratic, though, that describes them both. Um, and impulsive and hot-headed egomaniacs. Some may even say narcissists. So, like, again, these are not the traits we would like our leaders to embody. And he doesn't seem, like, cognizant enough of or articulate enough to get his message across of what he thinks is really going on and how he can help. And I know before he's, like, tweeted... He's gone off, like, on Twitter rants, also like Trump, and has said things like, Facebook, call me. Why didn't you call me? I have all of these ideas. And is, like, saying, like, he's, like, Steve Jobs and all this shit and that he has ideas to, like... He designed, I think, like, public housing, and, you know, so he's into architecture, not just, like, music and fashion. But, yeah, some of his raps are extremely dumb, I know. Um, like, the song, You're Such a Fucking Ho, I Love It, prime example. But some of his raps are really complex, and I love his mastery, his rhymes, his play on words, and I just think he can be really clever, and that's why he was my favorite for so long and his music holds a place in my heart but like yeah like I said that doesn't translate to spoken word he 
muddles his own point. Like, he might even make less sense than Trump. You know, you're not wrong, but <sighs> would he be as damaging, though? In a different way, probably. But I don't know. I don't know what his theories are because, I mean, again, I believe, like, I don't know what team he has behind him or if he is now just, like, retroactively scrambling to make a team come together and if, like, Chris Jenner is uh, foaming at the mouth somewhere. Oh, she's 100% in Calabasas foaming at the mouth on some beach chair. In panic just... mode. Sharing all the options of what, you know, how this is going to be. But how do you go from Sunday service to this? And, you know, he just went into, like, his Christian music, and he's super Christian now. And it's like, yes, Trump opened the door, like you said, a Pandora's box that we thought, like, burst the mold of what we thought a politician Um, would look like and who they could be, what kind of pedigree, background that they have, um, education, prior experience. So all that's gone out the window. But then I saw something really funny, like now some of Taylor Swift's fans are like, Taylor, please, now you should run for president. Like, why don't you just throw your hat in the ring as well? So that's pretty hilarious. She's like, uh, her, her right hand is in the air um, next January at the inauguration and getting sworn in as the 1546 president and Kanye runs up and fucking steals. But, I mean, where we find ourselves in this American experiment, this, this checks out. This seems about right. Oh, yeah, but, I mean, this is like a flaming dumpster and it's... This dumpster fire is only getting started because this is just more fuel for the fire. Again, like we always want to point out here, it it might just be another smokescreen. What else is going on behind it? What bills are secretly being passed about, you know, our privacy? What's going on with COVID? What's going on with protests and and the police? What, What isn't the media covering? And, yeah, besides what shady bills are being passed, uh, what's happening with 5G, all these things behind the scenes. This could be another big distraction. This could be something that goes away in a week. Again, like I said, I kind of also have the feeling like if he was, you know, allowed to say it because I think he's been put on a little bit of a Twitter leash even though no one can really stop him from saying what he wants to say or control him. I think after his antics last time, like, I don't think he would have been allowed to post something like that unless there is going to be some follow through. But yeah, it's just, it's just like he would have to make such an amazing campaign or like tell or have this like moving, cohesive speech. Because, you know, his message is about, like, unity and love, but it's like, all right, well, let's hear your policy ideas or, like, or have you just been thinking about this for one second? Right. I mean, and just to throw one more little curveball, what if 45 dumps pets and taps Kanye as VP and Kanye accepts <laughs> in all of these emboldened summers of 2016? 
feel like they can demonstrate that they're not racist by voting for yes. the Trump Kanye ticket. Oh, yeah, I think that's very true, and that would, like, save Trump's image in a way, but you know Kanye's not going to be vice president to anyone. Right. He, he can't be second fiddle to anybody. The same way Trump wouldn't be his vice president, you know? Of course. And, again, right. that's another way that they're unfortunately similar. Right. But as you said, all of this brings up, like, okay, of course, it's not what it seems. We're speculating to the best of our ability, but, yeah, we need to certainly pay attention to, um, you know, what is going down um, behind the scenes. Because, you know, is this some sort of distraction, smokescreen for what's all unfolding with these sealed indictments in Maxwell and uh, who knows but mm-hmm. we certainly will be continuing to keep our fingers on the pulse and clear the smoke screen as best we can yeah you folks with our cutting coverage of how we see things I definitely don't think that this is the end of it and I don't think it's I certainly don't think it's the last surprise that we're going to see before the election. Um, yeah, so <laughs> we'll have to see even how this week plays out. But yeah, so we'll be back to cover the next surprise, whatever it may be. We won't even try to predict it because we no, won't be able yeah. to. Predictions are off the table at this point. We'll see what happens. And we'll see what happens with this second wave, too. Hopefully, hopefully uh, Gates is not laughing as we get locked down for the second time. For real. His maniacal snicker. Oof. Chills. Everyone go Google that. And until then... Hit us up at shocktherapypodcast at yahoo.com, the most reliable email. And we'll catch you later. Bye. Stay safe. And as always, email us. Bye. Bye.